what happened at all four EWC season premiere episodes? Who walked out as undisputed champion? What happened during the G1? Where the hell is Jim Connors? And who won King vs. Queen 2? Find out the answer to all of that and more on tonight's episode of EWC Total Access. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to EWC Total Access. I am your host, Chris Brock, the general manager of Paramount Wrestling, and tonight we're going to be talking about all four season premieres, who won, who walked out undisputed champion, and maybe what's coming down the pipeline in the next few episodes of EWC television. (laughs) Paramount Wrestling kicked off the reboot of the Orange brand with a bang on February 3rd. We started off the night as I was honored to introduce the new CW Network Television Championship that will be defended at every episode of Paramount Wrestling going forward. We then heard from EWC Creative Director Dominic Sanders as he notified us that he wanted to kick things up a notch by changing the Killjoy Ito-Jason Rain match by making it an X-Division rules match. After a short commercial break, we then heard from Rampage superstar Samantha Hamilton, who stopped by the Orange brand for its premiere, before we really kicked off the action in the traditional sense with Ruzilla and Jason Hunter. Rue and Jason beat the hell out of each other en route to both being disqualified for the simultaneous use of weapons in what was a very brutal match. We then heard from new Paramount Wrestling superstar James Keaton, followed up by Buddy Love, who spoke on behalf of his client, Killjoy Ito. Speaking of Killjoy, he and Jason Reigns showed why the X Division is so popular in the EWC. They got into the weapons early, they got into the weapons often, and in the end, Killjoy Ito came out the victor, but not before taking some damage himself. Is Killjoy wanting another shot at X Division title that is currently held by Ace King? We're going to have to kind of find out. Prime then paid us a visit as remarkable Mark Keaton came out and challenged anyone from the Paramount roster to a fight. This brought out the returning classic Smith Jones, who made very quick work of the Prime superstar. We then saw that Ace King himself was in the house, scouting competition for Stranglemania. And after that, it was Smith Jones' turn to take on the North American champion, Robbie Raider. These two put on an absolute clinic that saw the North American champion pick up his first victory of the season. After this match, we heard from Mercenary, who came out to get a few things off of his chest. He was interrupted, though, by his fellow stablemates, Damage Inc., along with Lacey Savage. This led to some back and forth before the members of Damage Inc. brutally attacked Mercenary, leaving him a bloody mess. Mark, if you're listening to this, I hope you're doing all right, buddy. David Miller then defeated El Pablo before Candy survived both Kyle Gaucher and King Flip in her three-way dance match. This brought up Adriana Aquila against Marcus St. John, and allowed me to come out and inform EWC Nation that the winner of that match would go on to face David Miller for the CW Network Television Championship at Paramount 2. Marcus was able to advance, so this match is going to be a big one that I'm looking forward to personally. the end of the match, though, Marcus St. John was attacked by a figure that would reveal himself to be Darius. Yes, that Darius. Formerly of Monday Night Brawl, Darius now joins the Paramount Wrestling roster, and he made a big impact in his debut. In the main event, we saw FSW champion Wes Walker take on undisputed champion Stitches in a best two out of three falls match to unify the FSW and the undisputed championships. Wes took the first fall but then fell to Stitches in the next two as the Carnival Clown walked out as the unified undisputed champion. But he didn't do it alone and not without help as Neva, the former TV and indie champion and member of the Prime roster, attacked Wes Walker with Heaven's Helper to secure the win for the United States champion.
Next on the lineup was Brawl number 563. Brawl kicked off its season from the Long Beach Arena, where we saw two contenders established for a brand new championship and a new number one contender for the international championship. Early in the show, Assistant General Manager Timothy Cars unveiled the FX Broadcast Championship, announcing that the winners of the previously billed Mysterious Implications matches would go on to face each other at the next show. With that, the show kicked off the in-ring action with Anthony Maliatoa getting the win on the interbrand Insanity over Joe Kane from Paramount and Samantha Hamilton from Rampage. In the next match, King Flip scored a win over Mark Storm, and shortly thereafter we saw a brief altercation between Noah Hart and Prime's remarkable Mark Keaton. The Golden Implications matches saw Bosa scoring a win over Zack Tyler and Callie Clark punching her ticket in as well after defeating Noah Hart. Setting the stage for our first FX Broadcast Championship bout on Monday Night Brawl number 564 in Los Angeles. Thanks to a feed hijack and a scary message in the Assistant General Manager's office, we now know more about Captain Morgan Darkwater's involvement with the disappearance of Jim Connors, raising the question of what Darkwater has in store next. In a clash of champions, it was the undisputed champion Stitches who reigned supreme when he defeated the international champion Gabriel Visconti in a brutal X-Division bout, and we wrapped up the show with a strong message from Xavier Reed before our main event, which saw the former undisputed champion Reed pick up a win over Clay Bird and cement his place as the number one contender for the international championship that he never lost. All in all, a wild night to kick off season 22 for the Red Brand. Moving over to the green brand, the biggest story coming out of Friday Night Rampage number 479 is Azrael Buzzard is the HBO broadcast champion, and Bullet is the number one contender. They have a match at the next show. Our United States champion Melanie Malone was beaten by Ace King as he continues to build momentum going into Stranglemania. Remarkable Mark Keaton also made an appearance to challenge Ace King, saying he had proof that Ace King used steroids and was a fraud. We also saw the Young Lions attack ultraviolence Phoenix Winterborn, and one has to wonder where that's heading. And to round out the season premieres, Prime number 76 in Italy kicked off the 2021 G1, bringing shocks along the way. Emma Louise opened the show unveiling a revamp of the EWC Television Championship, now being called the Showtime Television Championship, that Victor Jarvis would defend later in the evening. However, it wouldn't be a successful defense as Faith Rivers would win the championship in two G1 points. There were also G1 points for Jamie Love for, for a win over Kendrick Cross and remarkable Mark Keaton after a victory over Narumi Satsumi. Neva took victory in a non-G1 match with a win over Brawl's King Flip and Lavender tested tasted defeat following a loss to Cade. The G1 points were split in the main event of the evening, however, as Dio and the indie champion Jordan Sharp could not answer the referee's 10 count. But the surprise of the night was the return of the supposedly gone Scorpio. Scorpio, now claiming to be the Prime Minister of EWC, uh, is back, apparently. What does that mean for Prime? You're just going to have to tune in to find out. It was an amazing two weeks of action in the EWC, folks, but we are just getting started. We have some upcoming shows that I want to talk to you about real quick before we end the evening. Paramount number two is going to come to you from the Paramount Fine Food Center in Ontario, Canada. That's February 17th. Brawl number 564 is going to come to you from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California on February 22nd. Rampage number 480 will be emanating from the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, February 26th. And on February 28th, Prime comes back for Prime number 77 from the Kaiser Permanente Arena in Santa Cruz, California. 
It's going to be another great two weeks of actions, folks. I can't wait to talk to you about it when it's all said and done. But for now, wait, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually being told that we are going to extend this show just a little bit. I have on the line with me the chairman and CEO of the Extreme Wrestling Corporation, President Mack. President Mack, how are you? I'm good, Chris. I'm good. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we just, uh, I'm actually in my private jet, not to sound all uh, schmoozy with you, but we just took off from New York about 45 minutes ago, and I'm currently in the air. Wow, wow. It's, a, it's amazing what technology can let us do. I understand you have some news for us. I do, I do. So uh, it was announced, I believe, on the on the website and social media today that uh, the the committee came up with the final four for the next Strangle Mania host city. And uh, I can confirm that the host city is Miami, Florida. They won the bid, and uh, Strangle Mania will be at the Hard Rock Stadium, which is the home of the Miami Dolphins, the NFL football team. So really excited for the city of Miami. It's a, it's a big win for them. Now that is some breaking news there. You heard it here, folks. March 29th, live on pay-per-view. Strangle Mania 16 will be emanating from the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. All right, I think Mac just hung up because, he, like you said, he's on his plane, so he probably had to get off pretty quickly. I just want to go ahead and say again, thank you so much to everybody for listening. There was a lot of information we went over today, and I look forward to talking to you in another two weeks. This is Chris Brock saying good night and good luck. <laughs>